This episode is sponsored by Ventures FM, which helps businesses, universities, nonprofits, and individuals utilize the power of audio to reach their target audiences. Want to bridge the gap between you and your audience? The intimacy of audio might be the key. Go to ventures.fm to learn more. Hi, I'm Adela Mizrachi, founder of Podcast Brunch Club, which is like book club, but for podcasts. And I'm Lauren Fassell, founder of Tink Media, a podcast marketing company, and I'm the editor of Podcast the Newsletter and Podcast Marketing Magic. And you're listening to Feed the Cue, where at random times, we will feed your cue with an episode of a dazzling show that we love, but don't think enough people are listening to. Okay, Adela, you ready? Let's get into it. So today we are feeding your cue with an episode of a show called Being Golden from Lemonada Media. This is a brand new show, and honestly, I instantly fell in love with it. It is a very different format. It's kind of like an audio documentary, a little real world, but with people who are over the age of 60. So the producers follow around four people in LA, and they just document their lives and relationships with each other. I love it because I really feel like older adults are often just left out of the general conversation. And there's a general thought that once you're over the age of, you know, X, whatever, fill in the blank, you just don't have any more life to live. And this show seriously just like chews that thought up and spits it out. It's just really fun to like get a glimpse into their lives and know that they're out there living their best lives, having fun, making friends and relationships, and just generally being regular people. The episode we're about to listen to is called Why Can't Dreams Happen at 70? And it's the first episode in the season and in the show. And I honestly recommend you listen in order because we meet the various people along the way. And in this one, we meet two of them. So we'll meet Buzz and Gloria. I hope you like it. Let us know. And here's the episode. Being Golden, Episode 1. This season on Being Golden. My name is Buzz. I'm Elise. My name is Henri. I'm Gloria. And I'm 71 years old. 60 years old. 62. 71 years old. A few months ago, a documentary crew started following us around, recording our every move. And that's what you're about to hear. Me, like a million other people in this town, I'm an actor. It's an expensive city, man. You gotta hustle here. Do you want to go into your twilight years searching for this? You live in the back of a pool house. I've wanted this dream for so long. I can't fail at this. How do you start dating at 70? If I can get your number and maybe go out sometime, I'd love to like exchange information. Okay. Awesome. I'm pretty mistrustful of men. I think 90% have cheated one time or another. Where the fuck are you getting these statistics? You're not sorry, you're simply a coward. You know what, sweetie, this is not working. Hey, baby, how are you? Hey, what's happening? How was your flight? There's a lot we haven't talked about. But you gave him up at birth, correct? I did. Were you comfortable saying why? I was so stupid. I never would have given him up. And please welcome our reigning pageant winner, Elise Briscoe. I'm the oldest crowned in a major beauty pageant to this day. I think it objectifies women. You're judging it on such a superficial level. It was torture for me for that four hours sitting there. I just thought she was being rude. 
It was hard for me to, to let somebody else know that I was living in a motel. There's these guys, they're banging at the door. I don't know what to do. Just, just call me back, call me back on my phone. I'm getting ready to call the police. All right, okay, bye. Oh my goodness, that's the phone. This is Being Golden. Hey, Buzz, right? How you doing? Good, how's it going? Good. Good. Okay. All right. Having a good day? Yeah, all right. How you doing? I'm good. Going to the west side? West side. Head south on Hillhurst Avenue toward Franklin My name is Buzz. I'm 71 years old. I'm from Minneapolis, Minnesota, and I recently moved out here to Los Angeles, California. Where are you going? Just going out to meet, meet some friends for some oh. drinks. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Good way to start the weekend, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm currently working as a rideshare driver, uh, as a side hustle, but I actually have moved out here to Los Angeles to pursue my lifelong dream of being an actor. Hey, you know, I've only been, uh, <laughs> I have only been doing this for half a day. Nice. Yeah, I've been training right. on this a little bit, but the flexibility, I think, with this rideshare world is what really intrigues me. Yeah. Because I, I me, like a million other people in this town, I'm an actor. Can you turn the air up a little? Do you mind turning the air up a little bit? I have lived a fairly full life. I've been married, divorced, and raised four wonderful children who are all grown now. I spent the majority of my career in sales and marketing, but a few years ago, I gave all of that up, started collecting my social security, and took a chance at moving out here. You do TV commercials? I do a little bit of everything right now. Okay. I haven't really zeroed in on anything in particular, but um, love film. Yeah. But right now I'm tending to land a little bit more on the commercial side. And uh, Commercial money's good money, though. It can be, yeah. It can be really good. I've wanted to act my whole life. You know, whether performing in those backyard little plays with the neighbors or shooting a film on a Super 8 camera with friends... You know, I was always performing shows. I was always playing here, doing something. I, I loved it. And they're, you know, coming out of the pandemic, more and more are starting up to do more work now. And It's an expensive city, man. You got to hustle here. Yes, it is. You got to work at it every single day. Okay, man. All right, thanks, Buzz. Oh, you're so welcome. Go have a good evening. Yeah. Be safe, all that, all the above. All right, have a good one. Yep. Yes. That is so not you're, fair. You're three minutes late. <laughs> <laughs> Nuh-uh. Well, sort of. Yeah. But I was in the parking lot. Okay, too. Yeah. Okay. Hi, I'm Gloria. I'm a 71-year-old retiree. I live in Venice Beach, California, and I hail from Dallas, Texas. I'm going to stick with a skinny margarita. Skinny yeah, yeah. A skinny margarita has a thousand calories. Exactly. <laughs> That's my friend Leah. She, like a lot of my other friends, would say that I always tell it like it is, even though it's not something people want to hear. 
I'm independent, I'm outgoing, I love the California lifestyle, except I do miss those cowboys with their cowboy hats and their boots and their big buckles, and and I mean that literally. (laughs) Yesterday, I got to go to um, Century City. And no, and no, there were no hotties there. I know you. I know you want me to have a boyfriend so I can be invited as a couple to the house. (laughs) That would be nice. I know, because I've kind of faced that all my life. Because I've been single a lot. Uh huh. I'm single because I choose to be single. Yeah, yeah. Not because. Not because no one's asking. Exactly. I love romance. I love the sexual side of things. I like the traveling, but. I like it three to four days a week. (laughs) I was married twice, and both marriages ended because I was very young, and it just didn't work out. I have a son who lives across the country, and I raised him as a single mom, and I loved every moment of that. So I know you gave me, like, amazing advice when we were in Santa Barbara. How do I get him to say I love you? We've been dating for two plus years now. Do you feel like you love him? Yeah, do you want to say I love you? I do. I do. But you and I feel like it. no, I haven't. You, I don't want to be rejected. Exactly. <laughs> right. At my age, a lot of my friends like Leah come to me for advice about a lot of things, but especially about dating because I've dated a lot in my lifetime and I've learned a few things. You need to roll the dice. I mean, I used to always say to people, after two years, you call it love or you call it quits. Uh Uh-huh. It's, you can say it. If Uh you feel it, say it and see what happens. You always make it sound so easy to do. No. Hi, Gloria. Hello. I got that song in my head now. Which one? Gloria, Gloria. Oh, see, that's the younger version. This is Buzz. So I have been building uh, several friendships since I moved out here. And recently, a friend of a friend of a friend introduced me to Gloria. So you're here how long now? Uh, Going on five months. Oh, really? Yeah. This is my fourth time I've been here living. Came out here in the early 70s, then I went back to Minnesota because California was really hard. And then I I've come out to L.A. several times since my 20s to pursue this acting world, and every time it has kicked me in the butt. Eventually, I did meet the woman that became my wife. We had kids, and that completely shifted my responsibilities. I wasn't making any money, and somebody offered me a job to go into sales. So I went into sales. What kind? Selling on the road, selling home furnishings products. Selling. Oh, wow. Did pretty well. And, we started and did you hitting. act while you were doing nope. that? Nope. Nope. I was just selling, selling full time. Being a family man, I had to buckle down and make a living. But there always was this burning desire to get back to the acting. Uh, and it just, the timing on it just has never worked out until now. Sales is something people fall into when they're waiting to do what they want to do, I think. That was one of my jobs, but then I went into, you know, property management, and I did that for most of my... Oh, and that's what your most, your, most of your career was? Yeah. Property management? Yeah. 
I was a bit of a workaholic. How long have you been retired? Five years. Okay. But I am the happiest I've ever been. That's great. Yeah. And, and part of that is that there's so many things that I want to do. There I want to paint. I started this book um, in 19, probably 90. I wrote about being single. Being single? Mm -hmm. Giving advice to single people who are brokenhearted. When I was in my mid-40s, I wanted to write about all the highs and the lows of being single. But it's also about sex and dating. Yeah. It's kind of like when I have a new love in my life, I'd write, you know. So I do kiss and tell. <laughs> I actually had an Excel spreadsheet because... What? <laughs> because I was communicating with several men. I couldn't keep my story straight. This is so romantic. It was. <laughs> I think that what I was doing was learning things about dating and excitement and rejection. It's always been in the back of my mind, and it just dawned on me that now might be the time to see about finishing it. So you're still writing this book? Well, I've not written anything in the book in 20 years. In fact, I've not what? even read it in 20 years. Why did you stop? I'm not sure. How are you? Find yourself. I'm okay. I'm all right. Where am I going? Sitting. Today I'm standing, meeting with an internist standing. to get some blood work done. There's a little bit of baggage I'm bringing with me to L.A. this time, and that is that I had a heart attack. And I'm now having to be much more conscious of my health. Your yep. cholesterol is right where we would like it to be. Great. Okay? Your HDL, which is a good cholesterol, is 64. We are happy with that. Okay? okay. Mm -hmm. So you are in good shape biochemically. Uh, your blood pressure is a little high today. There's a lot of things going on. Yep. I'm going to listen to your heart and okay. Please All sit right. here. Yep. Right now, I feel really good. Uh, I am, however, very conscious of how my body feels, and I just think that that is what happens when you have a heart attack or an incident like that. All right. So this is good. I would like you to continue doing what you are doing. You're on the right track, all right? I will do that. Nice to see you, nice and I'm glad you. you're doing well. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, take care. All right. Uh, I just got done at the doctor. Uh, everything's positive. All the blood results are all good. I am very close with all four of my children. In fact, I speak with them almost every single day. Uh, my oldest, Charlie, lives up in Northern California with his wife and my grandson. How's little Ollie doing? Uh, he's doing good. Good. He's doing good. Mom came over for a couple of, for like three hours and watched him. And, oh, good. You know, yeah. She was having fun with him, feeding him. She was feeding him mashed 
bananas and stuff like that. <laughs> oh, he's getting so big. That's so great. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah, she set up the high chair. So. Good. Good deal. Do you um, get any hits with those auditions yet? Yeah, I mean, I've been put on a couple of avails and um, a couple other auditions that are going on, but nothing nothing firm yet, so it just continues to be a lot of auditions, and knock on wood, <laughs> that I hope I get, get get something pretty soon here. You know, it's coming through. I mean, that's not getting any less expensive. And, nope. You know, nope. It'd be good to have some kind of a cushion if everything kind of falls apart. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, I'm doing this, the rideshare thing, but um, I have to uh, make sure that I'm leaving enough time for auditions. It's probably a really good idea. I just get really hesitant about I mean, you're in your 70s. I don't know if there is a right one. You know, in talking with the rest of the kids, we're all very concerned about it. That, like, you know everything falls apart you get sick or something like that, that there isn't a whole lot of cushion here you're not exactly living in an area in an, you know in an area that is conducive to not being able to draw in a certain level of income yeah i mean there are other expenses and so you know i know that this is all important to you but again you know it's not like you're 60, not like you're 55 here, so it's, you know, it's what is realistic? Is this the right thing to do at this point in your life? We want to support you and want to say, you know, go for it, but we also aren't blind to the way that this industry tends to work. It's not like you're a known entity here at 70, you know? Yeah. You know, I just don't. That's, that, that's, I think, where we're all coming at it from, man. That's, that's why we're all telling you the same thing. Well, I don't know if everybody's telling me that. I know you're telling me that. But well, I think that's. You're, you're like. You're like. You're. I know that your brother. At least three out of the five of your brothers have that opinion. The way I'm going about this is, is, is not all that calculated, but it's, I'm working hard at it every single day. And that's really well, maybe that's the problem is you're not being calculated about it. Wow. Yeah. You, know, you got to have a plan on how to do this. I have a plan. Really I keep telling you, I have a plan. The plan is to succeed. That's it. One plan. That's so, hope. Hope, without, hope is not a plan. The plan is to succeed. My plan is to succeed too, but I got to have a, I got to have written down what the expectations are. I have what that. What I'm going to do to get to meet that goal. I have that. I have all of and that. And then give myself a timeline. And if I don't meet that timeline, I have to adjust. I have a timeline. My time, time, Charlie. My timeline Your says. Timeline was three months. So you know, it's. <laughs> it's it it kind of comes along. It, it goes along those lines. Dennis. Yeah. Like I keep saying, like, do you want to actually go into your, you know, your your twilight years here, searching for this? Or do you want to get something stable, something that's going to make you comfortable, give you time with your grandkids? You live in the back of a pool house. What? Because you don't. Because, wow, Charlie, that is a. You'd be living in an apartment in Chicago. That is a judgment that I didn't expect to get out of you. Charlie is the most practical, pragmatic, the most realistic of all the kids. He will challenge me. 
You know, he will challenge me on this acting career. Dad, are you all set? Are you making enough money? Charlie has always been um, much more challenging of me, I think, than any of the kids. And he's never wavered from that. And I love him for it. It's still not very easy to hear. All right. Well, unfortunately, I do have to get back to work. Okay. Um, so. All right, honey. Okay, honey. Bye. Glorious house. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm not doing anything. Did you go to the Y today? Yes, I did. That's my sister, Linda. She lives two doors down from me with her wife, Helen. You want to have dinner with us tonight? Or do you have plans? No, I don't have plans. I could have dinner with y'all. Well, don't sound so excited. I am so excited. What will you be fixing for dinner, Linda? Probably a little salmon. They're wonderful neighbors. Linda and I are very close. She's my best friend, and we've been there for each other through many ups and downs in our lives. What else is going on? Well, I'm sitting here going through a file because I'm thinking about picking up the writing on my book again. Which book? I was writing Uh about singledom and what it's like to be Uh single and... You know, all the politically incorrect stuff that goes on and kind of giving advice to single people who break up and, you know. Yeah. So I'm going through old drafts and uh, seeing, if you know, what I've got here. Do you think that would be hard on you? Do you think it'd be difficult to revisit all that emotional stuff? I don't know. It's been 20 years. I should be over it. Don't you think? After digging my book out, I started reading through it, and I realized that I think I've blocked a lot of this out. And it's probably why it's been on the shelf for so many years. And looking through some of these pages, it's got some men in it that I've kind of forgotten about. Do you remember John? Oh, John? Cadillacs all around, John? Yeah, that one. One thing that I remember so much about this man, when we broke up, he said, by the way, you have the biggest, fattest ass I've ever seen. And I am not kidding. Every time I looked in the mirror for about 15 years, I thought I have the biggest, fattest ass. Uh-huh. And then J-Lo got popular. I think she started the biggest, fattest ass craze. So... It doesn't bother him so much anymore. But his ass was about the size of a donut. He's kind of the funny story. Yeah, John is a funny story. <laughs> then, of course, there's Bob. I, you know, he was the last one I wrote about. Yeah. There are several different stories here, but the most difficult one for me is the one about my last relationship with Bob. We all liked him so much, and we all thought... He was the guy for you, and he was just so... Convincing. He was almost too perfect. And he was the last person that I was in love with. And that ended because I realized, or he finally fessed up to the fact that he was married. 
And people always ask you know, me, well, didn't you see some red flags? And I was like, you know, a couple, but he was so good at lying that uh, my whole family loved him. And my family's not yeah. easy to fool. I don't know, Gloria. I, I, I don't know if it's the greatest idea for you to be doing this again, because, I mean, I think a, a lot of it is funny, and some of it, I think, is probably helpful to other people. But you went through such a, a hard time with all of this, and 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 to relive it, um, I, I I just I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it's a good idea, but you're not really asking for my advice. <laughs> well, you know, I always value what you think. And maybe you're right, but it has been 20 years, so I'll, I'll just have to think about it. Okay, I don't want to play Big Sister too much. Okay, I won't let you. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> I know you won't. Okay, so um, okay. I'll bring the salad tonight. So I'll, I'll see you tonight. Yeah. We'll see you tonight. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. Hey. Recording in progress. There we are. I know this isn't ideal, but it's okay. It is the new norm, right? Why don't you just uh, slate real quick? Uh, sure, no problem. Auditions are really exciting. You get on a Zoom call, or you get into a room with a casting director, and you read a script that you have rehearsed. Uh, my name is Buzz Lear. Yeah, hi, my name is Buzz Lear. I'm in Los Angeles. I'm 5'11". Hi, my name is Buzz Lear. I'm in Los Angeles, and I'm reading for the role of Jespin. I'm in Los Angeles, and I'm reading for the role of Michael. And I'm reading for the role of Dr. George. You have a very short amount of time to actually sell that character the best you can. I've been auditioning like crazy, and I'm trying to up my percentage of actual bookings. Thanks for the food. I appreciate it much, Liel. Uh, I'll finish up and then we can talk details, okay? I don't know if we need to be picking through your neighbor's garbage. Why not? Look, it's just stuff they don't so want anyway. So what you here today? Our, our famous ribs? I, I haven't seen you here before. No, I, uh, I used to come here all the time with my wife before she uh, passed away. Some of the roles are really great. Some of them are not so great. But I'm just really trying to land that one big meaty role. Hey, Buzz. Hi, Carol. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Good. Carol Debo is my talent manager, and she has been absolutely spectacular in mentoring me uh, through these first several months of being in Los Angeles, especially when things seem hopeless. So I was just calling to just say, one, say hi. We haven't spoken in a little bit. Um, two, I just wanted to get kind of an update, you know, as to where we are, I guess. Um, We've had, you know, we've had a, a couple of really good auditions, I felt. And I felt good about both. I mean, did, did we book them? Nope. You know, we talked about this a couple times. And this is something that, because you're coming to this later in life and you haven't lived it, the average is 30 auditions to one booking. Okay. Right? So it, it's like supply and demand. There's yep. way more actors than there are are opportunities <laughs> that's so you for just sure. have to wait dude you just have to your auditions were 
very strong. Thank you. Um, right? You actually don't look your age. You look younger. So when they're looking for somebody in their late 60s, early 70s, very often it's a character look because people, you know, they have a vision of what people in their late 60s, early 70s look like, and you're not it. So there's a little bit more of a narrow market for your type. Yeah, it's like that, that, that U.S. attorney role in, in the L.A. law one just, was just like, oh, man, I want this so bad. <laughs> and, you know, you know, the thing is, we don't know why that didn't happen. No. But casting likes your tape. That's... So your job is to audition and let casting see who you are. Right. That's part of your job, part of your journey. So what, is the, what do you think the next, here we are sitting on, call it uh, July 1st. Mm-hmm. What's what? What is this market going to be all about for the next couple of months or next oh, few I think months? It slows down. Okay. Um, certainly, August everybody takes off. Fridays are off. It's going to really slow down now. It, it's not easy. This is not for the faint of heart. And I always say to my clients, if you think you can do anything else with your life, go do it because this is not easy. But you've waited this long to follow this dream. It's a year, uh, maybe a year and a half and then slowly you'll we'll start nailing these auditions and the bookings will come just don't get discouraged take classes so your muscles are ready when the opportunity comes i appreciate carol being so real and honest uh, about the reality but that also scares me to think about that running off on a call okay thank you so much carol have a great have a great day and I will and I know we're going to talk again soon, okay? Okay, bye. Okay, bye-bye. No, I'm not a rich man and I don't have a huge nest egg for retirement. I am relying heavily on social security. I mean, I came into this whole thing with my eyes wide open. I knew that this would be hard, but it is nonetheless stressful. So what do you have there? Um, I got oil pastels and then some like markers and pencil stuff. I don't, I don't know what I want to do. <laughs> I'm here at the park today. I'm meeting my friend Minda Way to do some painting. I've never painted with oil pastels. Oh, you should totally. They're so fun. They're like little crayons, but for fancy painters. Minda Way is my friend that I met at an artist event. She's younger. She's very young. She's 30 years old, and she's a wonderful writer. And I've been getting some good advice from her now that I'm picking up my book again. I'm really trying to decide how I want to start up again. I'm trying to think of different ideas on the book as far as subject matters. I think in my book, I have to talk about certain stages of life. How do you, how do you start dating at 70? Yeah. How do you think it's different um, as you get older? I never meet anyone now. I mean, where would I meet them? And now that I'm retired, you know, I'm, I might meet someone at the YMCA when I go to work out, but my classes are mostly women. I have not gone you know, like, really tried to date anyone or gone out of my way to try to meet someone. Um, sometimes I wonder why I haven't. But 
Um, part of it is that I'm, I'm pretty mistrustful of men. And my last relationship, this man had lied to me for like 10 months and he ended up being married. And boy, it was just such a rude awakening when that happened to me that I wrote a dossier of our relationship and how I felt once he told me he was married and he'd lied to me for the whole 10 months. Like a file, like the CIA has? Yes, because I gave it to his wife. Oh my God! So, what? I know, that's a, that's a long story and it's a, it's a painful one. So that, that I haven't really uh, read aloud to anyone in a long time. I've, I've been with people that weren't trustworthy. Wait, so when's the last time you dated casually? Um, this is going to make me sound like a hermit. Um, I guess Bob. Ooh. I know. But I haven't forgotten how to do things, trust me. <laughs> I haven't forgotten how to act on a date stuff. I haven't forgotten how to have great sex. I, I know that all is still part of who I am. Have you gone on the internet dating stuff? Does no. I don't know how many people my age are doing this. Nowadays, do you just how do you do it? You just swipe and... Yeah, it's kind of like you can see four pictures and two sentences, and you're like, I would meet this person and see. But I have successfully met like a few different people that I like on the apps, which Heavy? is surprising. Yeah, I think you should give it a shot. Yeah. Sounds like you... I've been curious about getting out there, too, so... Yeah. You know, I started writing this book just to get it finished because I started it 20 years ago. It uncovered a lot of things that I realized I hadn't personally dealt with. And I realized that my dating life has become difficult and almost non-existent. And, you know, I'm 71 years old. Do I really want to put myself out there and go through that? I just wonder if all that would be worth it. It's very fun. Casual dating in LA is very fun. Yeah. ounce matcha latte with oat milk iced? I'll have a uh, cafe latte yeah. iced. Perfect. This is Gloria and I'm meeting Minda Way today to grab a quick cup of coffee. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out. I want to I wanna go into the future and meet you. When I'm... I think you're going to be a cool old person. I hope so. That's my goal. Well, hang out with me. I'll give you some pointers. Yes. All right. You like this story. I'm thinking about maybe checking out some singles apps. Ooh. But I've seen ads for silver singles, and the ads look good. It's for people over 50. Oh. So that kind of intrigues me a little bit, that I wouldn't be bombarded with all these young men wanting to date me. <laughs> Yeah, no, no. Gotta weed them out. I'm not sure how I'm feeling about 
this whole process because it's been years. But I'm kind of excited to see what's out there and what my choices are. So have you made your profile at all yet? No, I haven't made it. Do you want to set up your profile right now? Let me get my glasses out because I still do that. They have a free trial thing. Maybe I can go in there. Have you thought about what you're going to put in your profile? You're a writer. You could help me write it. Sure, yeah, I would love to. Gloria, 71, Venice, California. How about we go for coffee? It's unusual for me to think about writing about myself and doing a bio. It seems so self-serving, but it's interesting because they ask you all kinds of questions and they ask you about your personality, and which I like a lot. And then there's the part, the dreaded part, where I have to post my photographs. Like how many pictures do you think a person should put on? At least two good ones of your face. But you need one of your body. I think so, too. I think you need to show your whole body. So maybe three total, at least. Really? Okay. Show me. I want to see the pictures. I love this photo. Here, you want to? Yeah. That's a picture I took of myself. Oh, it's cute. Really, you look amazing. You look very, like, beautifully, like, made up. I feel like this is a pretty good, like, this is who I am. Like, if somebody sees this photo, they're like, yes. Yeah, it's a, it's a very confident photo. Okay. Here's so you have a few matches already, right? Yeah, a new match just happened. A new match. I think this guy looks interesting. He's handsome, even though he has a beard, but he has a full beard that's different than a goatee. He's looking for a soulmate. How old is he, 66? He looks like a musician. This guy, now look at Matt. He says he's 76 here. It's a picture with his son. He looks older than 76, and he says right away, I'm a retired physician. I went to school in Europe. I move quickly. Um, I like that. <laughs> move quickly. <laughs> but he looks interesting, and he's, he, his next place he wants to go to is Poland. I could talk him into Italy, I think. The more that I'm using this app, I'm getting better at understanding how it works, and it's kind of fun. It's kind of builds up your ego just a little bit, I guess. Or I, I do want to take a chance on it. I'm kind of excited about seeing what happens, but you know, I'm not. I'm not sure. I, I think it will be good emotionally for me to put myself out there again and see what happens. Oh my gosh, are oh, you the- scared? Well, I'm not scared. It's just different now. You know, it's different to do this as a senior. Yeah, I hope this is fun for you still. Well, we'll see. If it's not, maybe I'll just sign up for like three months or something. I don't know what their terms are, but uh, we'll see. This is Buzz. It's Tuesday afternoon, a little bit before three on a very, very hot day in Los Angeles. Um, I feel, uh, I feel, I feel, I mean, physically, I feel great. Uh, Mentally, I'm wavering a little bit. I've had my uh, moments of, you know, anxiety. Um, And those things all get driven by work. If I don't have work booked, it makes me anxious. 
And so there have been more of those days recently, I, it, it, but it always runs that way. I'm, as much as I might feel or say, oh, I'm really used to these peaks and valleys, I'm not. I don't or I haven't second-guessed my decision to be here or to have made this move. But those things do cross my mind from time to time. What if I hadn't made this move? But, um, but I'm, doing, you know, I'm doing the best I can. Yes, there's more at stake. I mean, I can get real emotional about this because this is something that I want so bad. I've wanted this dream for so long. And I want to succeed. I want to succeed to show me, myself, and my kids that I can succeed at this because I've talked about it for so long. And I just, I don't, I don't want to. I just, I can't fail at this. I just can't. You know, I don't care if I'm 70 years old. Who gives a shit? Why can't dreams happen at 70? Why can't they? They can. Listen to Being Golden ad-free on Amazon Music with your Prime membership. To find out what Buzz's other kids think of him chasing his dreams, subscribe to Apple Premium to check out a deleted scene from the show. Being Golden is an audio reality original from Lemonada Media's Being Studios. Executive producers are Jessica Cordova-Kramer, Stephanie Whittles-Wax, and Casey Barrett. Our co-executive producer is me, Sela Liotto. Our field producer is John Bassett. Our segment producer is Mariah Gossett. And our associate producer is Greta Stromquist. Liz Lipschultz is our story producer. And Malie Taggart-Ratcliffe is our story consultant. Scott Hanlon is our audio supervisor and field recordist. Additional field recording by Kurt Roll and Connor Grochowski. Mix and sound design by Ivan Karayev and Bill Moss. Our music is by Signature Tracks. Special thanks to Providence St. John's Healthcare Center and Rough Improv. You can find us online at Lemonada Media and connect with us across all social platforms. For a list of current sponsors and discount codes for this and all other Lemonada Media series, visit lemonadamedia.com sponsors. If you like what you heard today, please tell your family and friends to listen and subscribe, rate and review us on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, thanks for listening and thanks for being. And thanks for listening to Feed the Q. We hope you liked what you just heard. Let us know if you did or didn't. And send us your own podcast recommendations to feed the Q. That's Q-U-E-U-E at gmail.com. You can also call Tink's podcast recommendation hotline, which is 1-844-POD-AT-ME. And that's 1-844-763-2863. You'll hear a new podcast recommendation every day, and you can leave your own podcast recommendation at the beep. But don't worry, nobody will ever answer the call. We'll listen to your recommendations and consider them for future episodes of Feed the Q. And you can find me at tinkmedia.co or on Twitter at Lauren Passell. And you can find me and more about Podcast Brunch Club at podcastbrunchclub.com or at Podcast Brunch on all of the socials. And look for information about the show you just heard and ways to get in touch with us in the show notes. And that's a wrap. See you when we see you.